Good morning, church. I, I believe the story of Jesus. I know, shocked. Um, I've given some thought to it, though, right? You know, it's not like you just start on this track and just keep going without, without thinking it through. Because um, there's a lot of religions out there, and there's a lot of different claims about God. And, uh, and people have a lot of opinions about this Bible that we have, and in particular, this New Testament that we read. But I find it comp- very compelling and uh, credible, right? One of the things that makes the story of Jesus' life so credible is how public it was. You know, you might hear about some guru or holy man or whatever that, that does miracles, you know, privately up on some mountaintop and only a few people ever get to see it. That's not how Jesus rolled. I mean, Jesus, Jesus didn't do, I mean, he did a few miracles behind closed doors, but most of what we read about is out in the open where thousands of people witnessed them. Not only that, he was brutally, but publicly executed. Right, His trial by the Jews was a mob event. And his execution by the Romans was a legal one. And, you know, he was hung on a cross on a hillside so that people would see it. And make no mistake about it, Romans, they were good at killing people, right? They got that right. He was buried, and there were guards posted. Hard to deny those facts. And then he came back from the dead, and he appeared to over 500 people. Very public. All this miraculous, incredible stuff about Jesus' life, very public. So it's a little strange when we get stories from Jesus' life where there were no eyewitnesses. Those stories are pretty rare. And yet, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record this event that we read today. Now, in full disclosure, fairness, Mark's version of the story is literally two sentences, so not a lot of details in there, but he he makes note that it happened. But in Matthew and Luke, we get this inside track, we get this expanded view of what went down with Jesus and the devil. And it seems like a really strange story to tell. Like, there's really no action in it. The story in brief is Jesus and the devil have a conversation. That's basically it. There's no... Other than the way that the devil's kind of flying him around places, there's really no miracles. There's no real excitement. If you look at the role of Jesus in the, in the uh, account, he doesn't do anything that a normal human couldn't do. 
And as a matter of fact, if you, know, if you were to write this story, if you're going to make up a story about Jesus as a superhero, which is kind of how the Gospels present him, this would be a weird one to include because it's basically just Jesus in his weakest, physically and maybe even emotionally. If you, if you want to write, you're not going to find a scene like that in any of the Marvel cinematic movies, right? Like that scene doesn't make it through, through the editor's desk. And yet this story is in three out of four Gospels. So it's got to have some importance. And if that's true, then it must matter for us. Because these Gospels are for us. They're about Jesus, right? He's the subject. But they're for us. So I want you to think this through for a moment. I had never really thought this through before I was preparing this sermon. How did we get this piece of the story? If there's nobody to witness it, how did we get this bit of the story? Well, the most obvious and most sensible answer, I think, is Jesus told this story to his disciples. Why would he do that? Why would he tell this particular story? I mean, was he just flexing? Right? Was he just bragging? That doesn't seem to jive well with who Jesus is. He's not a braggart. Like, Jesus is about as humble. Well, that's an understatement. Jesus is as humble as a person can be. Jesus doesn't have an ego he has to maintain. He doesn't have the insecurities that lead folks in the southern central part of the nation to tell tall tales. So what's the motivation? Why tell this story? Well, if he shared it, it must be because there are valuable things that we can learn from it. Okay, well, what are we supposed to learn? Quick reading of the story. Jesus faces the devil, Jesus wins. Okay, so Jesus is stronger than Satan. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's certainly an easy takeaway point. But think about the gospel as a whole. This doesn't seem like the right place to make that point. And, and it seems like having an isolated conversation is a weird way to make that point. It's true, but the, the, the story of the gospel is moving toward an ultimate showdown between Jesus and Satan, where that point will get proven in a big, factual, and historical way. The contest being on the cross and finishing in the empty tomb. And in that conflict, Jesus does what no man can do. In that conflict, he carries the burden God the Father lays on Jesus, a burden that he will lay on no other man, that no other man could carry. 
he bears the sins of the whole world and pays the price for them once and for all. That is a singular event. But in today's story, Jesus' struggle is by no means unique. In today's story, the struggle Jesus has is so common that it is inseparably part of the human experience. As far back as Adam and Eve, and as far forward as today, in every moment in between, every person who has lived has faced the conflict presented in this story. We are all tempted to sin. And as this story shows, so was Jesus. We're often really quick to jump on the idea of Jesus' divinity. We spent a fair amount of time talking about that in our Bible class today. But during his earthly ministry, he was also completely human. It wasn't just a facade, right? It wasn't just a disguise. Jesus didn't take on the appearance of being human. He took on the whole human condition. And that puts Jesus in a really special position because he is Lord of all. And in the end, he will come and judge all of humanity. But he's also the one who stands between us and God the Father, atoning for our sins and reconciling us to him. Something nobody but Jesus is positioned to do. I mentioned uh, Hebrews chapter 4, right? This is what Hebrews chapter 4 says about it. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. Listen carefully to what comes next. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us I'm sorry, is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In Jesus, we have someone who sympathizes with our weakness. He understands our struggles. He understands our temptations because he himself suffered through them. As we'll see as we read through the story, the devil has a number of tactics he likes to employ as he tempts us. One of those tactics is to make us feel isolated. He wants you to believe that no one struggles like you do because you are a bad and unlovable person. He wants you to think that the temptations that plague you are your burden to bear alone because if anyone else knew about them, well, then you really would be alone. But they're lies. 
Because we read this, in this story that Jesus shares with us that even he is tempted. And that temptation does not make him unlovable. If he's tempted, it means that we're not all alone. It's just a struggle we have to fight through. And Jesus is here to fight with you and to fight for you because he can relate. He can sympathize. And and this is important because it's part of the story too. He can overcome. That's so important for us to know. Because when we read the story of Jesus' temptation, it really highlights the distance between him and us. I mean, there's lots of times when I'm tempted that I, I, don't, I don't take the time to think through what the scriptures say about the situation. Like, there's moments where it's just, I'm tempted and I fail. You know, like, that's it. After all, and this is another thing we learn from the story, the tempter is an opportunist and he fights dirty. That's what we see in the story, right? When he hits Jesus, he hits Jesus when he is physically empty. I mean, fasted 40 days, guys. And he's socially isolated. There's no support group. It's just him. And when he hits Jesus, he doesn't just entice Jesus with what sounds good. What he does is he attacks Jesus' identity. Did you pick up on that? When the devil tempts Jesus, he says, well, if you are the Son of God, what's he implying? That you're not. If you are the Son of God, now obviously the devil knows that Jesus is. He knows that. Why is he doing this? Well, I think on the one hand, he wants that humanity of Jesus to doubt. If, but, but the other thing is he wants to call into question the Father. If you are the Son of God, then why are you hungry right now? Don't you think God would love his Son enough to feed him? If you are God's Son, shouldn't God protect you? Shouldn't he give you the world? I would do those things for you if you were my Son. And you know the devil still talks like that today. You, you might have heard him, maybe not his voice, but you might have felt him saying to you, if you are a child of God, why isn't he giving you what you want? If you are a child of God, you deserve this. If you are a child of God, why are you suffering right now? And the devil promises to fix it for you. If you'll just do things his way. But you know what? You ever tried it? Betty didn't fix it for you. After you do things his way, he turns around and says, I can't believe you did that. What an awful person. Make sure you never tell anyone about this, ever. Lies, insecurity, isolation. He hits you just like he tried to hit Jesus in your identity. 
and he tries to cut you off from where help actually lives. But what did Hebrews say about this Jesus who suffered temptation and overcame? It said, because we have a great high priest who sympathizes with us, it said, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus doesn't see you in your sin and say, what's wrong with you? I overcame temptation. Why can't you? That's not how Jesus works. We have a Savior who says, I know how you're suffering. I understand your struggle. I see how sin is hurting you. Come here and be loved. Come here and be forgiven. This, this throne, the throne of mercy, and I'm sitting on it to give that to you. The temptation that Jesus faces in the wilderness is a vital story for us to see because it disarms the lies and it exposes the devil's tactics. That, the reason I think that Jesus tells that story to his disciples is so that he can take this invisible battle, this private internal battle that we all face and we all think we're alone in. He takes that and then he makes it visible. And he says, you are not alone. The same Jesus who overcame then is with you now. That same Jesus is offering mercy and grace from his throne. He wraps you in his victory and he reminds you who you truly are. A child of the same Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your victory over the devil, your victory over sin. Not a victory that you hold over us, but rather a victory that you share with us and invite us into. Lord, everybody in this room is plagued by some temptations and some sins, and they're not the same for everybody. But the fact that we're tempted and the fact that we fail, that is common to all of us. We pray, Lord, that you'll help us to be honest with ourselves and with you, and that rather than trying to hide those things away, Lord, that we would be open and give them to you and receive from you your victory, receive from you your strength, and when we fail, Lord, your grace and mercy to wipe the slate clean, to get up, keep going. We thank you. We thank you that in you is victory. Despite our weakness, you are strong. Help us, Lord, we pray, in that time of temptation, to recognize it for what it is, and to run into your open arms for strength. All these things we pray in your precious and powerful name. Amen.